Welcome in, everyone. Hey, it's the Polish Ambassador Podcast. I'm your host, Dojo, aka Adam. Great to have you back here for episode two. Again, this is a show meant to deep dive, have candid conversations with different music artists, different Web3 players, just bring you interesting conversations, interesting stories, spotlight what's going on. Uh, episode one, if you missed it, was actually with David Sigalski, aka the Polish Ambassador, which was amazing. So would uh, kindly request to check that out uh, before you hit this one or some of our future conversations. But again, um, you know, the Polish Ambassador has kind of stepped into the Web3 exploration, you know, supplementing kind of what he already does. He has played for 15 plus years, hundreds of thousands of people coming to live shows, streaming his music. He really is an EDM icon out there, but doing really cool stuff, um, you know, in the permaculture action environmental realms as well. Uh, it's not just me here today. So I've got the pleasure of introducing uh, a, a fellow, well, not to me, but to David, Jumpsuit Records artist. So future Gigi, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Uh, and maybe for folks that uh, don't know you, uh, again, you know, folks in our Discord or on Twitter spaces would be well aware of the power and influence that Future GG wields. But maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and what you do on the project. Yeah, um, so I'm project manager for Polish to Space, and uh, I guess my story starts a while back. I, I'm a musician, and uh, I've, I play guitar and, and drums and and some other instruments, but um, I do have a record on, on Jumpsuit Records um, under the name Grandfather Gold. And I, I've also played drums for Alenario, David's partner for about five or six years. Um, and yeah, this, this whole project was sort of born on walks that David and I were taking up in the, in the town we live in, up in the forests and uh, the foothills of the Sierras. And I just I got super interested in in NFTs and in Web three and you know I've been interested in crypto for quite some time but last year was just sort of like you know a lot a lot of aha moments and things things making sense um, as far as you know bridging bridging these digital collectibles with with community really um, and I, I became part of about a dozen. NFT communities and on Discord and you know I, I even had the thought at, at a certain point I was I was thinking to myself wouldn't it be cool to sort of be on the other side and see what it would like what it'd be like to build something you know mm -hmm. instead of being sort of just sort of peripheral member of a community you know and and it's been so much fun you know it's been incredible amount of learning at a fast pace as you know Dojo and you know we've been learning together we've been we kind of joke that we're all getting associates degrees and in, in you know whatever we're having to learn at any given time discord you know, university discord bots or you know just you know web3 in general right and and seeing things in a different way and um it's been super fun to get together as a team and with dojo and david and myself and and wiggle work he's he's our he's our developer um and yeah i mean it's it's been it's been a huge adventure so far and it feels like we're, we're just getting started. Yeah. And what would you say is the, the biggest thing you've learned so far after, you know, what's it been two, three months in the space, you know, going from back of the napkin to 
you know, actually building, creating and publishing something. I, I mean, I'm excited to hear other artists, you know, experience with that journey, but what's been your journey? Yeah. I mean, personally, I would say the things that I've been learning most are have to do with, you know, learning that I have, you know, maybe more, even more skills than I thought I had, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, you have to do so much different stuff, you know, like so many different areas um, and, and, you know, commute, like right now I'm on a, I'm on a podcast, you know, I, this is something that I <laughs> haven't done this before. This something is something that I've like, I've, I have a friend who's, he's super funny and like, we always just laugh together and we've joked about starting a podcast for, for like 10 years, you know, and I've never actually, I've never even been on a podcast until now. So, you know, it's like Dude, cherry officially popped. You did it. You did it. You're on the show, brother. And we're, we're, we're excited to have you here on the project on, you know, future conversations. Again, the whole idea of this was to gather around the campfire, gather around the space asteroid as it were, and, uh, you know, learn from others. I think we're going to have some fabulous conversations. Maybe that's even a good segue, Brian, to actually, introduce or bring on board a couple folks that we got with us here today. Uh, let's maybe start with Sergio Kukaliza. Speaking of startups and starting things, so he's a co-founder of the Beautify Earth Project. He's currently involved in Infinite Spaces. I think I got that right. Um, Sergio, how are you doing today? Hi, and amazing job in uh, pronouncing my last name, by the way. Oh, bonus points. Hey, and if you don't mind, hey, pop the video back on because uh, I know that, you know, you, you you live life with the top button down. I read that. So <laughs> I'm originally from South Florida, Miami. So, um, yeah, the top button never gets buttoned. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Well, hey, and we, you know, we had a chance to talk for, gosh, I suppose maybe even like an hour. We had a lot of commonalities, similarities, but your story before, you know, we'll get into kind of current day projects and what you got in the hopper here, but tell us a little bit about, was it architectural design or, you know, some of your backstory? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start at the beginning there. Um, I've been involved in the arts my whole life. Uh, did art class since I was a kid and my, uh, my, my favorite professor uh, going back to middle school was my art teacher and she was the one who, who kind of shuffled me into the mix of, of learning how to do art, different mediums, different styles. Funny enough, uh, in middle school, she tried to get me into a lot of digital stuff like, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator, all that stuff. And at that time, I was like, I'm never going to use <laughs> digital stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not an artist. But now in the work that I do, working with artists and working with designers, I do consider myself a designer. Um, I now that's predominantly what I do more than use my hands. So it's really funny that even at that time, uh, someone like her, uh, her name was Barbara Smith. She was an amazing mentor to me, uh, got me into this, uh, ended up going to art college. Uh, it's mm. called Savannah College of Art Design, known as SCAD. You either know it or you don't know it. Um, but it's a very big art school uh, on the East Coast. And that's where I got my degree in architecture and actually have a master's in architecture and practice as an architect. Uh, during that time, I took a trip to Europe in which I studied abroad. And I designed, again, in, in school, I designed 
a, uh, a mark making museum, which is about the study of graffiti, about mark making, about how you how humans decide to leave their marks, whether it be tattooing, graffitiing, engraving, things like that. And I quickly ran down a rabbit hole of learning about those processes. Mm. Um, at that time, Miami, which is, uh, I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, uh, but the area of Miami known as Wynwood, which is now one of the biggest arts districts in the world, uh, was changing. And that area used to be gunshots and needles started becoming a very affluent uh, artist colony an artist area that started being taken over by street artists and quickly real estate moguls understood the abilities of what was going on there people opened up galleries people started shows art basel was always around that area or nearish to that area i should say and uh it took off now winwood is one of the largest arts districts like i said most affluent areas in miami funny enough in like less than 10 years Wow. Um, during that, uh, once I graduated from college, I actually didn't move back home. I moved to Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, I ran into some friends because I had some interest in, in getting street art onto buildings and uh, happened to run into some friends that were like, you got to meet our buddies who started this, this street art collective called, at that time, it was called Beautify Lincoln. The idea was to beautify one street in Santa Monica. Mm. Well, that one street and that one team ended up turning into Beautify Earth, which has done thousands of murals globally. <laughs> wow. And, um, and uh, I currently run the nonprofit. We now have a tech platform that helps match muralists with wall opportunities. So that's really cool. And uh, while doing that and practicing architecture, I still had an affinity for wanting to work with artists. And the word NFT came about my, uh, about my path and started learning about that. And I started saying, wow, this is brilliant. This is a phenomenal way that artists can now protect themselves and earn their, earn their right, right? Mm -hmm. when, when an artist creates a commission, when they create a piece, they sell it once, they reap the benefits of that, but they don't reap the benefits of their own success afterwards. And that's not very fair. Um, so their piece can be sold for 10X, 100X down the line, you never know. And an artist never reaps those benefits and also is not very well connected to their fan base. And so I wanted to start something that would help provide this opportunity for artists. And we started something called Infinite Spaces. Uh, we spell it INFT Spaces. I saw that. Very clever. Very clever. Thank you. I got to owe my girlfriend a little bit of credit for that one. So, uh, you know, and... Um, and uh, yeah, now we throw uh, in real life and virtual events that uh, that get to exhibit the phenomenal art uh, from the artist collective that we're starting to cultivate. And uh, I'm very fortunate to work with also a team called Roji and Roji Studios is helping bring artists into the NFT world. And we actually have one of the artists that we're bringing into the world uh, on this call as well. Excellent. Well, I'm for sure like a kindergartner when it comes to, you know, murals and, you know, the, the level of expertise you're at. But I got to tell you, like, I've ha I feel very privileged that I've had a chance to travel to over 40 countries in my life. And I will never forget being in Bogota, Colombia, and going on some of these incredible walks with artists to show you and tell the stories and just the level of talent is insane but you're right like that that's not going to be in the Sotheby's auction or right like there was no way to monetize or connect those creative actions on a local level 
to the fan base. So I got to enjoy it. I got to hear a story about, you know, a man or a woman who seemed super dope, but there was no, there, but there was no connectivity, right? Like yeah. it's, it's different now. Yeah, no, it's, it's wonderful. It's, 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 we've, we've, we've trans, we, we've transpired so much in such little time where uh, wall art used to be a stigma and now it's the thing that's heralded and helps promote communities. Uh, my family's originally from Peru and, and Lima has uh, very similar arts districts to that in Bogota. So it's really nice seeing, you know, the, those connections. And I like that you've been in South America. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. It was on my list. I had six months off in between when I was in Asia and coming back to the Bay Area. And that's where I wanted to go, Central and South America. And it Wonderful. it was transformative. So, <laughs> well, well, let's get to, you know, from uh, me, who's maybe more of a facilitator and a broker, future Gigi is like, you know, hitting singer songwriter stuff and making people cry in good ways. Sergio is like the designer, orchestrator, lover of all things. But hey, we got one more person on this call and actually a super talented artist and the founder of Colorism, if I've got that right. Uh, I, I, I love that quote where you had, uh, what was it? Let me, let me find it here. I'm the creator, leader, and only follower of my own art movement disciples need not apply. So this is Helmet Kohler. Welcome to the show. Hello. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank <laughs> you so much for such a great introduction. Oh, you got it, man. Well, and for folks that are joining us, catching the visuals, you've got an absolutely stunning piece of art right behind you. But for folks that maybe are just, you know, on a walk, they're tuning in just to the audio experience. Tell us a little bit about you and the kind of art that you create. Well, I'm, uh, um, as you probably can tell, uh, I'm, I'm from Austria. I'm actually from the same province than uh, Arnold. So when I said, I'll be back, I don't have to, whatever. So I'm a, I'm a, so I'm a trained photographer. I uh, used to work for the Vienna State Opera uh, before I came to this country. And uh, since about uh, well, 20 plus years uh, or more, I, I, I paint. Um, I, I didn't grow up with art, so I had to. So photography was the most creative thing I could uh, envision doing. Um, but then I discovered that I can do, yeah, that I can do it myself. And uh, Basically, what you see, this colorful animal colorism, which literally came about because I always had such a hard time to, to explain what I do. I didn't want to say pop art because, of course, I love the visuals. I've seen it as a teenager. It had great impact. But meanwhile, I learned, you know, they were such hypocrites. They want to do, they want to be, they were this... Uh, you know, um, alternative society, but gosh, how happy they were when they had an invitation to a dinner at the Upper East Side in New York with one of the society ladies. So I, from the beginning, tell you, I love this kind of life and I do not apologize. I love to have a good life. So I had to come up, I did not want to use pop art. So I had to come up with colorism. There was just no other way. I love it. Well, hey, and give us give us a story because that that's actually a town that I got to walk around as well as Vienna. I didn't get a chance to step into the opera building, but I mean that's 
mean, we're talking, did I see it was Luciano Pavarotti? And I mean, like, these are, these are some legendary figures that you got to. Well, these guys were my, these guys were my daily life. Uh, Pavarotti, Nureyev, Bernstein, I mean, you name it. And after, after whatever, a few years, after seven years, I got cocky and I said, oh, I need a much greater uh, challenge. So, so I came to America and if I would have known how cold the water would be, I was jumping into, I probably wouldn't have gone, but uh, well, after whatever, 40 plus years, uh, I, I could not have a better home. That's amazing. Well, and, and hey, I got introduced to you, obviously through Sergio, but had a chance to go back and listen to a great conversation on Clubhouse with, is it uh, Peter Knights from Wild Aid? So maybe talk a little bit about, you know, again, your journey now that you've jumped into the cold waters, you're here, right? Clearly you're established as a great artist, but what's it been like connecting to some of these communities to, to give back like, like Wild, Wild Aid? Well, I had, even before I met Wild Aid uh, or the people from Wild Aid, um, I, I regularly, and I donated my artwork to uh, do uh, charitable causes. Um, I think, you know, when you do well, you do have a duty to, to give. And, but I was all over the place, you know. So meeting, uh, meeting Corey Knight and, and Deborah uh, at my exhibition in, um, in San Francisco a couple of years ago, uh, and, and, I, and I found out how effective Wild Aid is. And uh, so it was just, I immediately decided this is what I'm gonna concentrate on. I'm not gonna do anything else. They have an enormous impact. Uh, they have my support and uh, yeah, I will keep donating. That's what I'm as an artist can do or can contribute because whatever they do costs money. So yeah, no, I'm thrilled. And you know, what do I get out of it? I, you, you, feel, you feel great when you can do good, you know, that's, uh, so it's, um, yeah, quite a selfish cause. <laughs> <laughs> I like that selfish altruism right there. Hey, and, and Brian, you're listening into this. And I mean, one of the reasons I want to get the four of us on a call together to, to have the show is talk about, you know, the linkage between the digital and the analog or, you know, the, the metaverse meets IRL. And, um, you know, I just thought I'd invite you to either ask a question or maybe comment on, you know, that connection for you. And, and again, would just like to sit in this space for a few minutes and just kind of discuss our thoughts, perspectives of, you know, how these things can connect and impact in very real ways, very important ways. Um, that hasn't been afforded to us in the past. Yeah, it makes me think of, uh, so we had our launch party in Denver for, for our project. We, we, we did our first mint and then we, we had a launch party in Denver and, and we had been building the Discord community for some time. And, and then we, we actually got to meet a bunch of the people that we've, you know, we start, we're getting to know online at, at this, it almost felt like an NFT anonymous sort of a situation where we're <laughs> Just, we're all in a circle and, and giving our stories, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I'm this person. And we're like, oh, you're that person, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, it's something we're thinking a lot about. We're thinking about the metaverse quite a bit. Um, I'm 
very inexperienced with the metaverse. I'm really excited to, to get more involved. Um, and then we're thinking about, you know, we're building this community online and, and then anyone who's been to a Polish ambassador show knows the power of, of that community and, and the power of, you know, everyone gathering for something like that. Mm. And, and yeah, and, and just sort of the wheels are spinning in our head about how to sort of, you know, how to fuse the two together in the best way. You know, I think it's still a work in progress. I think we're still figuring a lot of that out. Yeah, that's great. And Sergio, I'm, I'm guessing you've got some thoughts and perspective on this with all of your time thinking about how to knit together, right? This global community, because again, you know, as, as cozy as your house, well, you're about to move, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we can only be in so many places at one time physically, but now all of a sudden, the internet opens up possibilities. Yeah, I have uh, just a few, and by a few, I mean a few billion thoughts when it comes to that. <laughs> um, it's 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 ironic, right? Um, I, I, I find the battle that happens between in real life and the metaverse is that people argue about it as if though you have to choose a side. Mm. And this isn't the matrix. You don't have to take the blue or the red pill. You can 100% <laughs> take either or neither. You know what I mean? Like. Just because you want to enter the virtual space doesn't mean you have to leave the physical one. I love both, but I can't be everywhere at the same time. And in fact, if you throw a physical show, I'm in Los Angeles right now, helmets in Palm Beach, y'all are in San Francisco. Well, therein lies the rub, right? I can't throw in a show where now everyone can tend. But when you throw something in the virtual space, now you have opened the doors to that. And uh, so for example, what we do at Infinite Spaces is we throw physical events. And then we have a VR event that always accompanies that event. And what's cool, or at least I think is really cool, is that at our physical events, we actually provide VR headsets and show a display screen where people then can, can, can tune in to the virtual even from the physical space. Nice. Eventually, I want to do something that's a little bit vice versa too. It's going to, be a, it's going to take some time, but uh, we'll get there. Um, but that's the wonderful thing. And uh, yeah. you, you, you can connect to, to such a broader audience and, uh, you know, for, for, for people like, like, like Brian and connecting your, your massive community. And I think you, you had mentioned that, that your, your community is based kind of everywhere around the world. And uh, in Helmet, you have a, a very broad audience as well. I know you have a lot of collectors that are in, in Eastern Europe. You have a lot of collectors in Europe. You have a big connection in, in New York and San Francisco and Miami. You know, it's always a struggle. How do you pull all these collectors together? And even more important than that with the blockchain, how do you track your collectors? How do you get in touch mm. with them? How do you create a community around your collectors? Because Helmet, I'd love for you to, 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 to talk about this. You don't really know many of your collectors, right? Uh, Sergio, that's a really great and very, very important point because uh, the galleries uh, don't share who bought your work. Okay, so obviously they protect their, their contacts. So I'm, I might find out just by accident because somebody contacts me over social media. Um, and, and you know, it's one of those frustrating. It's one of those frustrating things uh, where where you can't freely move, okay? Especially in your marketing and, and things like that. And and the two years we just had, where this whole I mean, 
I, I, I read that a million, a million people moved away from the Upper East Side in New York. Okay, so regardless how many are coming back, but just imagine what that does to. I am represented in a gallery on Park Avenue, Fifty Seventh Street. There was just nobody walking by. Yeah. You know, and and the timing of this is so so incredible because since about a, a, a couple of years, I I I. I, I felt this, um, this change coming on in, in not only in my life, but also in my professional life. And for the most part of the last two years, I was frustrated because I just couldn't see where it was going. And, and then the NFTs came along. And I have to admit that for me, it was only love at second sight because when I... <laughs> Well, you probably all remember where you've been when you heard about the $69 million sale of that NFT. Mr. Well, Reed. I don't, but I, I, I did Google it, okay? And, and the first thing was an, uh, a newspaper article I got. And in, the, in literally the first paragraph, this artist who sold the $69 million NFT was quoted, I create crap. So I said, hmm, okay, I am very able to make fun of myself. And I frequently do that. But when it comes to my artwork, I take that rather seriously. So I, I clicked it off and said, no. A very smart friend of mine, literally several days later said, are you interested in NFTs? And I categorically said, no. Mm -hmm. So three weeks later, she asked me again, are you interested in NFTs? And knowing her as a really smart cookie with the, with the finger of the pulse of the time, before I answered, I really started to research the thing, okay? Uh, I immediately opened an account in one of the marketplaces, looked around, and then very quickly understood in order to do this. First of all, I, I, I did understand that what other dimension it can give to my artwork, okay? And, 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 and then, but also understood, you can't do this alone. It doesn't make sense to yeah. mint an NFT and be one of the whatever, umptings of thousands of people who will never ever get uh, a bid on, on their thing. I said, I, I need a partner. Uh, there needs to be a concept. You know, it has to line up with what I'm doing as an artist. And suddenly all these th problems fell away. Like we were, uh, what um, Sergio mentioned, you know, that you don't know your clients, you, the, the, the whole gallery system seems to have changed. The whole marketing objectives have changed. So suddenly, you know, this, 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 this NFT world inspires me like mm. it. I haven't been inspired like this since, I don't, I don't know when. I mean, I'm truly excited about it. And, and um, you know, I had to do a commission and I actually had to paint a painting. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I just basically think NFTs, think of new project. I'm bursting with ideas. So this was, uh, this was a godsend. This was uh, just the right item at the right time. So I couldn't be more excited about it. That's amazing. And are you finding 
you know, are your contemporaries or peers, you know, that are also artists in your space, are they equally bullish on the space and share your enthusiasm or, or are you kind of finding, you know, it's, it's, it's hot or cold? Well, I, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, I have, uh, uh, at the last, uh, when, uh, when Art Miami happened in December, uh, I went to a, a few of the podium discussions and there were very, very young artists there who were totally bullish, who were experts on these things and so, and um, among my friends or my collectors, uh, they, they live in a different world, you know, it's all physical, it's all, and, and I have to admit, these were also the two problems I had with it. First is um, the understanding of the importance of community. I've, I've kind of come completely around and Sergio will tell us, will tell you, we have an enormous preparation time and we are finally getting, getting to uh, drop our first N NFT. And um, uh, so, uh, where was I? Yeah, there, there, there. It's the time. It, it's also why do people pay so much money for something you can't hang on your wall? I, I had the same viewpoint, uh, but this is basically now totally blown off the water with the uh, with the um, uh, dedicated frames that you have from Largo to Samsung, you know. So, so with that, I think the NFT world is goes far beyond the nerds. It will be mainstream. Uh, at, at Art Basel this year, there was one uh, NFT marketplace there that had one of the biggest and busiest uh, uh, booths there. That was that was the proof. This is here to stay. This it, is here. It, it's gonna can only be a greater. I love it. See, Brian, it's all about the power of the booth. David's been talking booth for us for a while, but uh, mm -hmm. hey, hey, Sergio, I think that was a, that was a good tee up for you to talk about uh, first drop. So, for anyone who's interested, maybe in what you're up, uh, you know, all about with your collective and some of the impact and utility that folks might find interesting, give you a chance to to talk about that for a minute. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because the, the one beautiful thing about NFTs and you can see it very well represented here is that it's, it's all about collaboration, how you can, how you can grow your communities together, how you can create opportunities for each other. And uh, I'm very, very happy about that because uh, so with infinite spaces, we have our own NFT that is about entering the collective and it's also about attending the events. Your NFT allows you privilege or allows you to the, the access, excuse me, to, to be able to come to these events and engage with it. And also it provides you as an opportunity as an artist, for example, to have your stuff up at shows. Like this is our fourth event in less than five months. Wow. And, you know, it's 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 a lot, but we've I, I love that we're able to provide these opportunities. And at San Diego, so at San Diego NFT convention is happening April 9th and 10th in San Diego. There's still art tickets available because they actually just got a bigger venue. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, you should definitely check it out. Reach out to us. We uh, actually, uh, if you guys want, I think I can I can uh, raffle away a ticket to the convention. Ooh. That's like a $350 ticket. Too, by the way. 
Alpha, alpha alert right there. Alpha right? Alert. Have some alpha there. And then, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll actually also uh, release up to five uh, VIP passes for our event. So our event that we're throwing in conjunction with San Diego NFTCon is the official VIP after party. And so we're throwing an art gallery, immersive art gallery with this VR experience, with a physical art, art space in here where we're gonna have physical and digital art juxtaposed next to each other. Uh, it's gonna be an amazing show, some, some live art performances too. And I'm extremely excited to announce this, that it's another alpha drop. This will be the first time anyone will ever see the Helmut Kohler NFT that is going to drop uh, sometime later this year. And uh, these are uh, the first drops that helmets are that the helmet is releasing are going to be very exclusive one of one pieces. Wow. They will be up for auction and we're contemplating doing a closed and open edition set. That's not determined yet, but I think wow. we will. Um, and these are massive, like the one right behind them right now. It is a massive piece that I mean, anyone would be ecstatic to yeah. own it. Um, it's 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 insane what he came up with and we're so excited to be able to showcase it uh and again if you're not going to be able to physically be there in la guess what you can join us in our art sorry not la wow san diego san diego uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can join us in the in the virtual world and it will be there for your viewing pleasure as well so that's oh, really exciting there will be another drop too in the future that will be at a more accessible uh you know generative collection style uh format it's going to be a small drop as well probably in the in the low thousands maybe even hundreds uh, but that's going to be a more accessible collection to broaden our audience and is going to be also something very unique and, and fun and there's a lot of utility in them because we 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 might have a third drop in mind only the people who own the nfts will have access to it as well as potentially a show in miami as well as potentially some live shows that helmet will be doing so uh there'll there'll be a lot of utility but the biggest thing i think we want to focus on with this work is that this is true fine art helmet mm. is an amazing artist who is collected around the globe has made like several hundred thousand dollar sales, is collected in big galleries, people want his work, and they're awesome. So <laughs> they're beautiful and stunning. So, um, you know, I uh, haven't seen this happen way too much with mm -hmm. the fine art scene. You know, you do see it happen a little bit on Maker's Place and things like that, but it's really stellar to, to, to bring that fine art curatorial perspective into NFTs, into something that you're going to want to put into a frame one day in your house. And now it's not just about living in your wallet. I think that's the, the, the cool new frontier. Wow, that's incredible. Helmet, I'm assuming you're looking forward to this moment like this. You've been building this for a while, right? Oh, you have no idea. Uh, I'm so thrilled about it. As I said earlier, we are preparing for this for a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to work with Sergio. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, beyond, I'm beyond excited and I'm bursting with ideas. So let's get this going. You know? Oh, there it is. This is the first stop on the train. Just getting started, as they like to say in the biz. Exactly. Uh, that's that's incredible well and and hey maybe i can ask future Gigi because there's a ton of hot alpha in there 
I feel like Ron, Ron Burgundy is even blushing uh, on, on your San Diego references. Um, but, but Brian, like we've got some golden moment holders, not all of them are in San Diego, but um, what are you thinking about? Okay, we got a few VIP tickets to the official after party. Like that's question one, how are you thinking about that? And maybe question two, does TPA maybe have uh, something to, you know, kind of even things up a little bit. Let, let's say Sergio and, uh, and Helmet have great communities, other folks as well. Is there anything that, that we're willing to do from the TPA Web3 side of the house? Yeah, yeah, we, well, first of all, we'd love to, to give you guys uh, a couple tickets to give away to your communities uh, for the San Diego show. Thank you, thank you, that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that's happening when again? What, let's see. It was uh, Saturday, April 9th. I've got four o'clock at the courtyard anniversary. Um, but obviously, you can hit up the polishambassador.com and just look under shows uh, to find out more information about that. Back to you, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, uh, there's a few openers, uh, some DJs, and, and, and it should be an awesome show. We're going to be there. Dojo and I are both going to be there. Yes. Uh, yeah, and we'd also like to give out a few to our, our community as well. So we're gonna, we're, Dojo and I are gonna talk about how we're gonna, how we're gonna do that. Maybe it's, it's gonna be a giveaway bot. Maybe there's gonna be, we're not exactly sure we have to talk about that, but we'd love to give a few away to the Polish to space community as yeah. well. And I love this, right? Getting some real world utility, right? So again, it was cool, like to support an artist, you know, an artist back in the day, pay one time and then, you know, get the thing. But this idea of being able to sustain community and maybe see multiple cool things over time, right? Really participate in a new way on a longer journey than just episodic or just event driven. I, I love this like continual connection to the artist. Seems like, um, yeah, really powerful. So anyways, that's that's super cool. And then I heard, Sergio, was it, uh, was it, McAllen, I, I think there's some somebody's somebody's looking after the official event party besides y'all, right? Yeah, well, so uh, that's a that's a separate event actually. We have a monthly happy hour hosted nice. by McAllen, and I'm in LA. That's why I brought up LA earlier. Um, and a local LA bar called Lost Property Bar. It's a cool speakeasy type spot in Hollywood, and uh, this is kind of a little bit of like a you know of a. a, a a proof kind of situation where we're, where we're uh, vibing it out with them. But so far, our first two shows have been extremely successful. We've had Amazing. more people show up than we expected. And uh, McAllen provides a bar for them. We showcase some NFTs. People from the NFT community get to get to vibe together, which is amazing. Um, and then the show down in San Diego will also be sponsored by some of uh, some alcohol providers. Uh, I think it's uh, Tanto Tequila, John Paul whiskey and uh, I, I think we're still sourcing a vodka but so we have an open bar for for our VIP so anybody that's coming through we'll have an open bar VIP service from 6 30 to 9 30. Um, after 9 30 by the way we will be open to the public and I heard that y'all show ends at nine so maybe you guys want to come through after that and check out the art because it's still going to be up and that'll be really cool to to, to have some of that uh have some of that creative juice, you know, flowing from over there in the show coming into the space to have a little fun. We'll have some music up too. So, you know, it's going to be a good time. Um, the other thing that, that my, my, my mind just starts churning, uh, very similar to helmets with ideas is, uh, you know, with Polish, with the Polish ambassador community and the shows, like 
something that happens a lot with these shows are visuals, right? Mm-hmm. You have the DJ activation when it comes to, to DJ performances. And I've, I've always thought that like NFTs and that process are made for each other. Mm. Um, like there's a way that those can feed into designs or designs can feed into that in the future. And I'm very excited to see where that goes. And uh, with even with helmet stuff, I'm thinking with the very vibrant and colorful animals that he paints and like seeing those come to life on a screen behind someone DJing. Uh, and even at the shows, even maybe setting up some some cool art galleries at the shows that people can visit. When I went to I went to EDC this past year and they Coinbase. Coinbase had a ginormous uh, NFT activation scene there. And they had all of these NFT screens from all previous shows in which people had photographed and they'd been selling those out in additions. And you're going to start seeing more and more of that. I mean, you've even seen that at Burning Man, for example. Burning Man has had an art tent for, for probably over a decade. And there's been a lot of digital activation and, uh, and, and holographic uh, style you know, artwork that, that just literally lends itself to, to NFT technology and, and how are they're displayed. So I'm excited to see where that goes and how performances start absorbing this art, right? Yes. It, it's been gravitating towards that for a long time now. Yes, well, and I think some of the earliest conversations we had with some other kind of adjacent projects or people that, you know, David, the Polish master knew were like uh, Chris Dyer, for example, and Galactic Gang, who makes, you know, beautiful psychedelic art. But like, again, look at that combination of bringing two world-class artists together to curate, you know, a special opportunity or special moment. So I would love to see Helmet at a TPA show in the future. And again, like how inspiring and how cool is this that just worlds are colliding and the world has gotten way smaller, I, I, I feel like. Um, so anyways, well, look, I know you two all have a lot going on. So I absolutely want to respect your time. Is there any uh, closing thoughts from, from your side? Maybe we could start with Helmet, you know, just after this conversation, reflections, anything that you'd like to kind of recap or maybe even tell people where they can find out more about you. Uh, well, uh, let me thank, thank you for uh, taking the time and letting me talk uh, about our projects. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I see this becoming probably my main focus of creativity and the painting itself, you know, needing to step back because this is just too exciting. Uh, Sergio will give you you our our social media links, but I have an Instagram page with the wild pixel NFT we have, uh, that's where we are promoting our NFT uh, creation, but I can only thank you for taking your time and helping us to spread the words. Awesome. Well, it's a great pleasure. Yeah, pleasure pleasure chatting with you and hopefully we get to shake hands uh, down in San Diego soon at uh, San Diego NFT. If it's not San Diego, it will definitely happen because uh, we're going to be very active on, on, on those NFT conventions. I love it. Believe love me. it. And Sergio, same thing to you. Anything kind of reflections, anything you'd re- like to recap and then where people can find out more about you and the project? For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so the, the, the little Instagram and Twitter that Helmut was referring to is uh, Wild Pixels NFT. 
Um, but you can follow that or you can follow Helmet Kohler. Uh, that's both at Helmet Kohler on Instagram and Twitter, you know, to, to, to keep in, in the flow of things. Uh, we are INFT Spaces on both Instagram and Twitter. You know, you can keep up with that there. We'll be, uh, we'll be promoting a lot for this show that's coming up next week and very excited for that. Um, I'll pass you the info on the tickets. Uh, super excited to have some people take advantage of that because, you know, these conventions are very interesting now. They're starting really to get into the weeds of, of, uh, of real uh, thought-provoking creators and, and movers in the space that, that I think everyone should, should be learning from and listening yeah. from. This is the power yeah. of Web3 getting in front of these situations. These things are only gonna become more popular. So take advantage while it's not as popular because it will be harder to get into this stuff in the future, trust. Um, and yeah, we got this show in San Diego, I'm super excited about. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll have more in, in place hopefully soon too. But uh, uh, until then I'm, I'm full gear for this. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been exciting talking with y'all. And uh, I'm also excited to have our communities, you know, merge and, and, yeah. and have some cross-pollination again. I think that's what this space is all about, yes. where you can find these tether points in between communities and you can make those links stronger. Uh, I can't remember what Twitter I have it on, but I believe in winning together. So Winning together. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll tag that in the show notes then for sure. Excellent. Well, and future Gigi, anything to round us out, man? I'm going to come come your way. Any reflections or, or things you want to drop before we close up shop? Yeah, well, thanks, Helmut. Thanks, Sergio, for joining us. And uh, it's it's really inspiring to see your guys' collaboration, you know, and, and Sergio, like you've said a few times today, you know, it's it's so true. Collaboration is such a big part of this and such a big part of why Web3 is powerful, I think. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this this podcast we're doing, Dojo, and I, I want to thank you as well for for uh, for taking the helm on that, and really excited for the future of, of this and future collaborations, and and uh, yeah, feel feel inspired. Excellent, man. Well, thank you all of you for again great conversation today, shedding a little bit of alpha, so more details going to be following up this podcast. And of course, to you, the listener, right? Tuning in, spending your hard-earned time with us. There's lots of different options. So we really appreciate the chance to connect with you, learn a little bit more about us every single time we push these out. Um, so with that, thank you. Enjoy a beautiful spring day. I hope you're well, and we'll tune in next time. Thanks all. To the infinite and beyond, everybody. <laughs> to the infinite and beyond.